there's there's a lot of podcast out there. Do you listen to podcast as well? I do, and actually, I like a lot of political podcasts. So I right like on. like Morning Joe, Morning Joe, like MSNBC, the readout with, with Joy Reid. I think uh, Destination White House might be another one. You know, I guess I guess you would think I would be listening to like a lot of drug podcasts and stuff like that, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, like, like not yet, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> I hope you're ready for today's episode of Dead America doing Napapo. Let's get into this. Today we are with Devannon Hubert. He is the host of the Sex, Drugs, and Jesus podcast. Devannon, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little bit more about you, please? Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be here today. And thank you so much, Ed, for inviting me to come on your show. I do not take this opportunity for granted. And um, yeah, my name is Devannon Hubert. I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm the really discharged veteran of the United States Air Force. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's it. So, so yeah, we are going to talk about your unique podcast because this is the NAPOD POMO. And I am basically going around finding podcasters to highlight. And I found your podcast I love the artwork and the content is just mind blowing. It's something refreshing and something we need more of in the world today. Tell us a little bit of why you started your podcast. Well, my podcast started um, because we we were working on the memoir and then I heard, well, a lot of people who write books tend to have podcasts because there's some good cross promotion there. And so that's the, that's why it started in and of itself. Uh, now the content is a, you know, is a different story because, you know, it could have been about anything, but I chose to make it about sex, drugs, and Jesus, because those are three important themes for my life. And I think that pretty much everybody has some sort of sex, sexual side, um, Drugs speak to the part of us that like to have, you know, great experiences. You know, drugs can be, but they really, you know, it's really all about having fun. And then Jesus speaks to our spiritual side or for some people, lack thereof. And so I feel like it covers everything. And those three themes are are crucial to my backstory. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's very unique and the combination of that topics is just excellent. You tout it taboo topics in troubled times. And boy, are we living in some troubled times right now. Everybody wants to judge everybody. And I think we really need to start understanding people instead of trying to judge and condemn people. And that's why I really find what you're doing is 
fabulous and remarkable. Well, thank you. I'm so happy that you uh, feel that way about it. Hopefully somebody out there gets helped by the work that both of us are doing. I feel the same way about your work too, man. Well, that's that's a compliment. Thank you. Uh, because we really want to be inclusive on everything we do and we need everybody to enjoy their life because everybody feels kind of dead and lost in America. That's kind of why our podcast wants to reach out and tell people, no, no, we got to accept people for who they are, what they are. It's unique. And that's what built America. Stop division and, you know, bring in the healthy topics instead of this unhealthy arguing all the time, who cares where you came from, what you're like or why you're doing it. What matters is we understand all of these things. And some of the people you speak with include mental health experts, practitioners and survivors could you talk a little bit of some of your interviews and some of the ones that really stand out to you? One that I really, really appreciated a lot uh, was I believe I was talking to Jay Schiffman and he was, and we were talking about different like alternatives to recovery, like drug addiction recovery and things like that. And, and, you know, there's, there's something out there called like harm reduction for instance, that's like a a different approach rather than like the different anonymous movements. And and I really appreciated that episode because I, you know, struggled with, you know, my own drug addictions and everything. And, you know, never really took too much to the anonymous movements. And it, I really appreciated learning that, you know, that's not the only thing out there be it like Alcoholics Anonymous, Crystal Meth Anonymous, or whatever the case may be, because they all stem from the, the, the AA program, no matter what the prefix is before anonymous. And so um, I found, I, I really, really enjoyed getting his perspective and stuff like that, because it was great, you know, to know that I wasn't alone in thinking like, okay, is there a different program out there that can help me get some control over myself than this? Yeah. So your your life has been very interesting and a lot of struggle, survival, overcoming a lot of situation, judgment and a lot of mental, you know, crap that people throw out. How has that really played a role in making your choices on the people you bring on to your podcast and the content that you offer. Having gone through the things that I have means that I seek out people who have some sort of something that they've been through as well, um, that they're also willing to talk about generally speaking. So, um, so like, I'm probably not going to want to have somebody on who uh, wrote a book about, you know, the 10 best ways to do X, Y, Z, unless they have been through something that would um, give some sort of credence to why they're talking about it in the first place. And that's not to take away from people who write self-help books and things like that without their own personal story in it. But, you know, a lot of people at talk 
they they write a lot of books about everything but themselves. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know, a lot of time yeah. because, <laughs> because you know, if you really sit down and pay attention to it, especially like a lot of uh, pastors and preachers and stuff like that, they barely ever talk about themselves. But you know, they they but you know, everybody's ready to tell somebody else what to do. But you know, there's value in all of it. I'm not trying to take away from that because I understand most people prefer to, to be private and to keep all of their goodies, seek good good secrets and everything tucked, yeah. you know, wherever it is they want them to be. But so for me, I need somebody who's willing to talk about themselves a lot because that's the buy-in for people. That's what makes them relatable to people. And then we can talk about what they've learned that they're trying to get out there into the world. Yeah, I agree. That makes very good conversation and it helps people recognize they're not alone in their ordeals because some of the things, those dark depressive feelings that we get because of our own taboos can really slap us sometimes. And it helps understanding other people go through some of the same thing maybe not the same thing but real similar talk to us about how you record your podcast do you do it over the phone do you do a remote recording how do you record your podcast uh i have a pretty nice microphone that i plug into my macbook and i use um zoom so you you prefer to use zoom is there a particular reason why you prefer zoom well um that's what i've cut as far as what i can see for me is the best thing out there the way that it is set up the quality of their audio i like the way i can go in there and fool with the quality of the videos too um and then i'm a part of a community called that's that's hosted through podmatch.com and that's like a group of um people who host podcasts and people want to be guests on podcasts it's kind of like a matchmaking service for that which is really awesome but the community of it is when we all get together and share ideas and things like that. And 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 we have like workshops and, and Zoom meetings and stuff to to talk about best practices and what's worked for some and what hasn't worked for, for, for others. And you know, pretty much across the board, you know, at least 90% of the time, Zoom seems to prevail. And so it's from my own experience, it's it's worked easy for me and the collective minds of all of us in the podmass community by and large seem to agree on that yeah a lot of people use zoom uh they they have unique feature that you can actually split tracks and have independent audio tracks that's a great feature when it comes to editing your podcast so do you edit your own podcast and how do you do that process of your podcast Right. And that's um, I wasn't editing my own pod podcast and I was spending way too much money paying someone <laughs> else to do it for me and, until I got information from within the pod match community about an app called Descript. In uh, D-S-C-R-I-P-T, there's several out there. Um, this one here was super simple. And um, 
it, it's, it's kind of works like a Word document, the way you can just delete something and drag and drop it around. It's crazy easy. And that gave me the confidence to learn how to um, edit myself. So I use an app called Descript. You can edit videos in there, audio in there. Uh, it creates your transcripts for you and everything. Yeah, that's unique about Descript. And actually, you can type words into that and it kind of magically puts your voice into the spot. That's that's a unique feature of that program that you're using. I've used it very little, but I really like what they offer and the technology is awesome. So who do you host your podcast with? I use Transistor because um, that's what was recommended to me. And I looked at a few things, but I like Transistor the most, um, the aesthetics of their website. Uh, but it just, it was just, it was just simple. It's just simple. You know, I put everything on there and I think the, I think my show goes out to about 18 different podcasting platforms. I just put the one RSS feed in there every week and all the description and show notes and everything. And then that's that. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Transistor. What kind of features do they offer? Well, I, I can tell you about the ones I use. I don't, I don't claim to be like a tech genius. <laughs> I just, it's like I was telling you before we got on about this new MacBook that I have. I only add stuff to it as I need to use it. I don't use all the full, all the capabilities of, of most things technological in my life. I just get out of it what I need. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, what I mean, what's the unique features you know of with Transistor? I don't know if they're unique, but I can tell you that I like. Uh, the fact that I, you know, I can do like multiple, I can upload multiple different shows in there if I have more than one podcast or in the case, since mine is monetized, I have like a private version of it. That's the full length episodes. Mm. And then I have the free version. That's like a quarter or a half length, well, a quarter or three quarters, sometimes give or take um, episodes in there. Um, it sends out an email every week to my paid subscribers. Um I think it's great for SEO because I can add a transcript to like the transcript section of each show. And then I can also put all of that in the show notes section and the picture and everything. It's got the SEO words and everything. I would imagine most of them would. I didn't really look into this. Um, I just took the word of the production team that I used to have before I fired them. And, you know, I like Transistor now and everything's there. So I'm not going to move it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one thing. If you have a podcast and you like the host, it's wise just to keep it there because that 301 redirect that you have to go through to move your podcast can sometimes get pretty iffy. They're getting better at that, but still, it's better to pick a podcast host and stick with them. There's there's a lot of podcasts out there. Do you listen to podcasts as well? I do. And actually, I like a lot of political podcasts. So I right like on. like Morning Joe. Morning Joe, like MSNBC, The Readout with, with, with Joy Reid. I think uh, Destination 
White House might be another one. You know, I guess I guess you would think I would be listening to like a lot of drug podcasts and stuff like that, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like like not yet, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love podcasts, you know, and I find so many different podcasts. The podcast I look for is stuff that I would normally not really be involved in. You know, I want to explore and educate myself to the world that I live in. And uh, podcasting has allowed me to do that so well. I love your website. Did you build that? And can you tell us more about your website? I did not. And that's another reason why you use Transistor. because I don't think that they necessarily come with a website like some some of the podcast hosting platforms come with like a website added on to it and i think a lot of people go with other ones for that reason um and so anyway so i actually went to 99designs.com which is a website that you can go to to create a contest on their on their website and what they have is a conglomerate a, a conglomeration of a bunch of creative minds and so Anything you want to get designed, wedding invitations, a friggin' website. I got my podcast logo design there. You post a contest, you pay for it, write write up the description, and then you start getting all these designs from all these different people. You select the winner or more than one winner if you care to have that. And then boom. And so in the case of the website design, though, what you have once you get designed is just a bunch of static designs then you have to get somebody to bring it to life now the previous production team just had like a friend or somebody like that who was able to do it and i have no idea you know where that guy is or how to contact him but the actual which anybody can not anybody but it's not that hard to find somebody to bring a website to life the issue is getting the design and that was done at 99designs.com yeah, that's a beautiful design that they laid out for you. And it's pretty uh, intuitive and laid out well. I love it. So a website is very important. How do you use and coordinate and bring those two together as, you know, a way to get more people to your show? Well, um, I really, really rely on a lot of prayer and SEO. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully, the, all those keywords and everything. You know, the search engine optimization is what, what we're talking about when we say SEO. Um, you know, from from building my first website down under apparel, one thing I learned is that internet presence takes time. You know, and you know, we're we're within our first year of the show with the website and everything. But it takes time to see what's going to work, what's not going to work. It takes time for your SEO to be tracked by Google and everything. And it takes time for people to find you. Yeah. And so even if you have all the money in the world and you want to throw at it, some stuff, you just got to stay. You know, you just got to stay long enough for it to happen. And so, um, and so right now I'm focusing on consistency, you know, being consistent with a weekly show, being consistent we're keeping the website up to date and, you know, adding new stuff as it comes along. And so the hope is that, you know, between the cross branding and the wording that's used on the website and, 
and within the show notes and on Transistor, hopefully it all, you know, adds up. Now I do keep everything on the one website, sexdrugsandjesus.com. Transistor sends everything over there. Oh, Transistor, I do like the fact that like every week when I do a show, it'll send it straight to my YouTube channel for me. Now there's some mm. formatting things with like, the, with like the photos and everything like that. We I just someone just told me about this like not even that long ago. But yeah, it'll send that right over to the YouTube channel and stuff like that. And it it opened a door for me to be able to do that because I was like, oh my God, I cannot add a YouTube channel right now. And I'm kind of <laughs> doing videos. And then I heard yeah. about that and I was like, oh, all I gotta do is like do this and it'll just send it automatically. And I was like, score. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Automation is very important. Uh, what what type of automation do you use to get your podcasting done? Mm, well, pretty much podmatch.com is what I was mentioning earlier. That causes me to be able to save a lot of time because I set my profile up for a guest to be like a guest on other people's shows, but also as a host and people go on there and message me to come on my show. I go through and read through their profile and decide who I want to have and not. Um, a big pressure that I was under is like, where the hell am I going to find people to come on the show? Yes. But, but, but that, but podmatch.com fixed all that. It took a huge weight off my shoulder and I was able to focus on learning how to edit and I was able to focus on all these other things and blogging and different stuff like that. And I don't I haven't had to actually like go on Amazon and look for an author of a book or go digging through podcasts to find someone to come on my show. Like since I found like Podmatch, when I found them right when I was taking over production for myself. And so I just posted the profiles up there and I don't even go in there and search around for people anymore. They find me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so. unique how that works. I'm on a lot of those uh, podcast directories. The ones I like a lot is that pod match. I like uh, matchmaker.fm and Kitcaster. Uh, another really good one is Audrey. They are excellent. So it, it really helps to know about those directories and get inside and really cross promote with other podcasters because that's how people really find you is through those cross promotions. Right. That's like a huge thing as I understand it from getting into it. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a community, you know, we as human beings, we always seek out community you know, in some form or fashion or the other, be it church, be it gangs, be it the criminal underworld and some other faction. Um, homeless people have a community, you know, I was homeless yeah. before and everything like that. Um, and podcasting is a beautiful community. And, you know, um, people help each other, you know, to come up in this world and stuff like that. And it's an extended family and it's needed because a lot of podcasters are sitting alone in their basements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so true. We don't, right. We don't really see a lot of people, <laughs> you know, a lot of times. And so, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we actually seek those individuals out that 
are more understanding and favorable to a world that is doable for everybody. I think that's more of the ingestion that we do. Yeah, because, you know, water seeks its own level. We do tend to want to be around people who make us comfortable. Yes, that's true. So with your experience so far, what would be your recommendations for new fledgling podcasters? I would say find a uh, fine community, be it podmatch.com or one of the two KitCast or Aubrey, I think you said. I'm not familiar with those at all. But um, I would say find one because it's going to make your life a hell of a lot easier because you can go in there and find suggestions and just message people or post, you know, about, hey, what microphone do I use? What equipment do I need to get started? That's why a lot of people don't do podcasts or they get intimidated because there's not like it's not very easy to just like Google, okay, how do I start a podcast? Yeah. And so it's much easier to get a community first. It'll save you so much money and so much time. And all you need is a good laptop, a good camera that you can plug in. Um, it is not advisable to use the laptop camera, no matter how good it's supposed to be. <laughs> because it makes a difference. In the, it makes a difference in the production world. People can tell. And, um, and get a good microphone with just a laptop, a camera, and a microphone. That's all. That's all equipment you need. And so, um, and then just go from there and see what's going to work. You don't have to have a website. It's a nice touch, and it definitely helps. And you do need to get one eventually, but it's not necessary to start. You know, it's just you just got to get started, and then the rest will follow. Yeah, that's good advice. So, how can people find you and connect with you? Um, everything, um, with me is at sex, drugs, and Jesus.com. Um, you know, my email, everything is on there, the blog, uh, you know, you can link over to all the social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn It's all through that one hub, you know, free first chapter of my first book is on there. Everything's at that one website. Well, I sure do. Thank you for being part of this year's NAPOD POMO with me. And I wish you very much success with your podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate this time. 